Hello and welcome to Kildare County Council's County Development Plan podcast series, Understanding Kildare's County Development Plan. My name is Amy Granville. I'm a senior planner here in Kildare County Council and I, with my colleagues, will be taking you through the various aspects of this series. The draft Kildare County Development Plan is available now to view until 24th of May 2022. To do this, you can visit our virtual consultation rooms at draft Kildare CDP 2023-2029.ie through our consultation portal at consult.kildarecoco.ie or in person by appointment at the Planning Department in Kildare County Council. Submissions or observations regarding the draft development plan may be made via our consultation portal or written submissions may also be made. Observations or submissions must be received by 4pm on Tuesday the 24th of May 2022. Kildare County Council is preparing this county development plan to outline the strategy to be undertaken for the proper planning and sustainable development of land use across County Kildare over the six-year lifespan of the plan from 2023 to 2029. The plan seeks to address the physical, economic, social and environmental needs of the community in terms of supporting new development, protecting the environment and enhancing valued assets and amenity. As we navigate through this important phase of public consultation, when citizens, communities and businesses are encouraged to have their say on the future development of the county, this podcast series will explore many aspects of the county development plan, what it hopes to achieve, and most important of all, how it will inform the future development of the county. This series will include contributions from those developing and adopting the plan, as well as the views of and discussions with representatives of businesses and communities affected by our county development plan. Hello and welcome to Understanding Kildare's County Development Plan, the podcast series where we talk to guests about developing and delivering a new county development plan for Kildare and why it matters to you. I'm Owen Ryan, Director of Planning and Strategic Development with Kildare County Council, and I'm your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by Bridget Lachlan, Heritage Officer with Kildare County Council. Bridget is a Kildare woman, born and bred. She is a graduate of UCD, UCG and UCC, and she has a primary degree in agricultural science, which brought her to County Clare initially, and then Cavan and Monaghan as an agricultural advisor. Bridget joined the local authority sector in 2001 as an agricultural scientist with North Tipperary County Council. In 2002, Bridget established the position of Heritage Officer with Kildare County Council. Heritage includes built heritage, biodiversity, archaeology and cultural heritage. Welcome, Bridget. We're delighted to have you join us on the fourth episode of the series. It's great to be here. Thank you. Bridget, uh, can you explain to our listeners what the role of a heritage officer involves? Okay, um, I'm employed primarily, as, as you said, by Kildare County Council. I work a lot with this council staff. So if there's a query on something to do with archaeology, biodiversity, sites or something like that, the staff would come to me and I generally hope to point them in the right direction or I know the person that they should talk to. I also deal a lot with elected representatives who would have queries from the, from the public. And then I deal a lot with community groups. We have about 50 active community groups across the county who do a lot to protect heritage. We run a community grant scheme and that's how the groups interact. So I spend a lot of my time in graveyards, believe it or not, or out in bogs, where I am helping groups to, to protect and conserve our heritage. There's only one of me, but there's a lot of them. What aspects of heritage are considered in the draft county development plan? Okay, well, the draft county de- development plan, first of all, we have to have mandatory objectives. We're obl- legally obliged under the guidelines to have objectives that, that seek to identify and conserve our natural built and archaeological heritage. So that's the first thing. So 
that we have we have those objectives but we also have identified the, what the county resource is in terms of our international sites our national sites and our local sites so for example our SAC sites are there so Pollardstown Fen will be there Moods Bog also then we've identified this is the first year we've identified some local um, biodiversity sites and we'll talk about that maybe in a, a little bit later um, it's also important that, that heritage is considered in the planning process. It's important that we've identified the resource early, so therefore it can be considered properly within the planning pl- within the planning process. And another more important thing, I suppose, is one of the things I've tried to do as a heritage officer is to integrate heritage across all the service departments. So it's important that heritage is integrated across the county development plan, across the, all chapters. So it's considered for roads, it's considered not just for housing, it's considered for environment section and, and the other service departments. Very good. Um, and for the benefit of our listeners, you, you refer there to SAC. So that's a, a European designation, um, a Natura uh, site. Yes. Um, it refers to the a special uh, a special area of conservation, which relates to uh, habitat uh, protection. And there's another one, uh, special protection area, SPA, which relates to the protection of specific individual species of uh, fauna or bird species. Well, for bird species, yeah. Yeah, very good. And we have six SACs in the county and we've one SPA. So. And one SPA. Yeah. yeah, and they were informed by NHAs or proposed NHAs, which are the proposed natural heritage areas. Well, well, really, what an SAC or an SPA is 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 a really good example of of a particular location for a particular habitat type or a location for a particular flora fauna species. And often, it's it's the it's it's a really good example across Europe. So we, it's a stronghold for this species or habitat within Europe. So it's really, really these sites are really, really important from a European context. So yes. Yeah. And some of those things would include, um, for example, parts of our um, our bogs, our native bogs, uh, areas that haven't been uh, subject to uh, commercial extraction, if you like, the, and also maybe uh, the riparian corridors the, alongside rivers and things like that, ancient woodlands and, and yeah. things like that. We, we've a number of bogs designated and um, we've, we've a fen, as, as everybody everybody's very familiar with Pollardstown Fen when, when we think of Kildare, and it's designated for, it's the, it's the home of the only three vertigo snails that occur and they occur in, in, in they occur in Pollardstown Fen and it's also um, designated for some habitats as well so yes it's very important and rare habitats and species. So in, any development in, in or around uh, those are subject to tighter scrutiny that would not normally be applied necessarily on a regular yeah, planning application? It, it's important that the, the potential impacts are considered and it, it's not just a matter that we consider the Im- impacts and then we go ahead if there is, if it's deemed that the impact is significant, that project cannot proceed. It's very strict and strong legislation that we now have, yeah. Okay. In this county development plan, we've introduced the whole area of green infrastructure. Um, it's it's something a bit, it might have been referred to in the last one, but it's certainly been strengthened in, the, in this draft county development plan. Can you explain to people what green infrastructure is and why does it matter? Okay, well, green infrastructure is our it's our natural resources. So we talk about roads infrastructure and we talk about IT infrastructure. And what green infrastructure is, is anything that's natural. So it can be our wild areas, it can be our rivers, our lakes. It can also be our amenity areas and it can be our, 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 um, our peatlands and it can be our peatlands, peatways or our blueways. So it's, it's the green network across the county. And why, why, why would we want to protect something like that? Well, first of all, I think one thing COVID has taught us is that people like to get out and enjoy what their nature I mean, if you're stuck within your 5K and you've nowhere to walk, it's pretty, it's not very it's not very enjoyable. But we are lucky in Kildare in that most people are within five kilometres of um, a canal or a river or a woodland or potentially a bogland. So that's what our green infrastructure is. So 
while it's great for amenity, the other important thing about our green infrastructure is it's the lifeblood of 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 a of a, of a, of a, of a of a county and what I mean by that is the services that green infrastructure we talk about it from amenity but also there's this thing called ecosystem services so, so the services that we get for free from in green infrastructure is really really important and what do I mean by that what I mean by that is things like flood protection if you have a hedge row along a, fee, along a woodland or along a river and that river floods that hedge will actually stop slow down the passage of that water out into the landscape. Trees do, do, perform a similar function. Wetlands perform a similar function. So, so flood, flood control is one ecosystem service that's really, really important to us, particularly with climate change. And that's why we would protect our green infrastructure. Very good. That's very well explained. As a heritage officer, what involvement or influence have you had in the drafting of the County Development Plan? Okay. Well, I had the lovely pleasure, I suppose, of drafting, uh, the two, the, the, drafting the biodiversity and natural heritage chapter and contributing to the archaeology chapter. And also, what, what's also important, I suppose, is, is in the implementation of the Heritage Plan, we were able to identify resources that we were then able to bring into the, into the, into the County Development Plan. And one of the things about, about this new County Development Plan, I suppose we've been building on it for the last number of, of development plans, is that we have county-specific resources t- there. So, for example, we would have carried out a thatch survey in 2005, and a number of structures were then identified that should be protected, and they were brought in onto our record of protected structures. Uh, we also then did the hedgerow survey, and what that allowed us to do was to identify the species of plant and, uh, plants, not animals, but plants that grow in our hedgerows. So then when we're making recommendations for people to plant hedgerows for, uh, for their development site, we actually are able to say which species we want so that we're continuing the resource. Another one would be our county geological sites, which are now included in our county development plan. But one that I'm particularly excited about, which is our new, in, our new thing in this county development plan, is our wetland survey. We carried out a wetland survey over a number of years and we've now identified 235 wetland sites uh, in the county and we've brought in 145 of them into the county development plan. We've, we were able to identify their importance from their international importance, national importance and local importance. And you might say, well, well, what's so exciting about that? But also it's exciting from a biodiversity point of view, but it's also exciting from a climate change point of view. We, we know the, the, the value that our wetlands have in terms of flood mitigation and in terms of carbon sequestration. So it's important that these areas are protected. Uh, within the County Development Act, which I always get mentioned to get wrong, uh, there's a requirement that if a wetland has been filled in, that it requires planning. But the question is, how do you know if it's a wetland? So this, that's where the survey came from. That's the, the impetus to do the survey. And now we've brought it into our county development plan. You touched on it a few moments ago about the COVID pandemic um, and people, you know, that need for access to local green spaces. Um, you know, what are the lessons learned from that period? I suppose the lessons learned are that we are within, an, within urban areas we are losing our green spaces uh, I have this expression that the planners love to hear about where we're nibbling away at the green spaces every little bit has been every development a little bit more has been lost and until we actually set down a marker and say no these are areas that we want protected within our towns and villages these areas are, are being lost that's actually a new initiative that's been incorporated into the local area plans and we do have policies in our county development plan that support that we have policies around carrying out habitat mapping and identifying the green resources within our local area plans. What the Kildare County Council is trying to do then is to identify these resources and give recommendations for developers on how these areas can be can be incorporated. I suppose it's a bit like telling them what's there that we want kept that then they can incorporate it into the design of their, their new development. So that's there's a policy in the development plan to roll that out across all of our local area plans um, and we, we've been doing that. 
So obviously then if, if people are living in particular areas and they have uh, see areas that are precious to them, yes. um, that they'd like protected, uh, that they could maybe make a submission yes. on the county development plan yep. to highlight. Uh, some of those might be more relevant to the local area plan, depending on the, the location, but others might be more appropriate to this draft yep. county development we plan. Also, we also have a policy, another policy in the county development plan, and it's, ident- it's about identifying local biodiversity hotspots or local biodiversity areas. And these would be areas that probably aren't, good enough or big enough to qualify for a nat- national status or international status but are really important at a local level um, and that's I suppose where the wetland survey is coming at that's the start of it but we are looking if, if there are areas that people know that are biodiversity rich but that we haven't listed in any way shape or form to make a submission and tell us about that now it would be important as well that they make the justification so submit the information that that you have that tells us that this is a really important site and then we will do our best to incorporate it into the county development plan of course uh, amy will be talking all about how the, the various processes about how things are added in but that's not for me but it's really important that we hear from local people like i know there are, are sites such as harristown common yellow bog common that should that should be incorporated in um, there's been a lot of talk and awareness uh, in recent times about biodiversity and um, I, I know Kildare County Council has declared a, a biodiversity crisis. Um, can you tell us um, maybe how this plan can, uh, it, it, that interrelationship if you like between biodiversity and climate change? I suppose the first thing I'd say is that the climate crisis and the biodiversity crisis go hand in hand. They're the two sides of the same coin. You know, climate change affects how natural assets function and then this reduces their ability to perform the services that we need and therefore society uh, exposes to the detriment of that. So nature loss further destabilises our environment and we end up in a vicious cycle. If land then is managed in a more sustainable way, biodiversity benefits and climate actually climate benefits. And again, as I say, if climate benefits and biodiversity benefits, there's benefits for us all and the economy can can benefit. So by protecting our biodiversity, we are in turn protecting our economy. But let's be a bit more specific. So, so what I would say then would be that actions to protect biodiversity contribute to building a climate res- climate resilience and also help with climate mitigation and adaptation. So again, um, in terms of the policies that we put in the development plan we have the mandatory objectives and we then also have um, our designated sites but we also have policies that seek to ensure that biodiversity is considered early in the planning application process and that developers are aware that this is um, I suppose a new way that we're approaching development in Kildare Um, one of the things I would say about this plan that differs from the last plan is that biodiversity is is seen as the basis that things are uh, that should be built we should be then building upon this so when a developer looks at his site he should be looking at the biodiversity first and then looking at how he can consider it the other important thing to mention and how this plan is going to help with the the climate crisis and the biodiversity crisis is that the ecosystem services are are also being identified as part of of the the resource that we want to protect the plan also makes uh, has policies and objectives that seek to provide buffer zones around things like our rivers and our canals to ensure the development doesn't go right up to the edge and that I suppose allows the river to breathe it also allows the river to move out in times of flood but it also allows the river to perform the function of uh, the river edge to perform the function of gathering uh, pollution pollutants so that protecting the quality of the river so I suppose we're trying to say well what can nature what can nature do for us for free and how can we allow and protect nature to do that um 
the other thing I suppose is people are getting more and more aware of the link between spatial planning and biodiversity and you asked me as, as, as I mentioned earlier about the nibbling away effect and people are beginning to look at that and one of the things that our green infrastructure strategy concept map seeks to do is to identify this resource across the county and to say to people well there are there are areas in the county that we think we should be free from development or free from intrusive development or if the development has to go there that it has to be well considered and it has to benefit biodiversity. I suppose that's really all I would say. Very good and just to put some of those comments in context I'm I'm aware that there is an EU biodiversity strategy for 2030 and uh, it is aiming I guess to establish a large EU network of protected areas of land and at sea that will comprise up to 30% so hopefully our green infrastructure strategy could work towards um, if you like that that overall objective. just getting to the end of, of our discussion, Bridget, I'm uh, just wondering what three things would you want uh, the people out there or the community members to know or understand about the County Development Plan? Okay, I suppose I've talked a lot about biodiversity, but one of the key things I'm really excited about that's in the new County Development Plan, and that is the action to actually look at archaeology and to look at the potential or to explore the possibility of getting a world, uh, a UNESCO designated site in the county. Uh, we are, we're very privileged here in Kildare to have Dunalin, which is one of the royals, which is the royal site of Leinster. And we are engaged in a project with, um, with the uh, Department of Housing, Heritage and Local Government to explore the possibility of getting uh, Dunalin designated as a royal site along with other, all the other sites. Now we're, ver- we're at the very early stages but that's a, a strong objective in the County Development Plan which I'm, hope- I'm looking forward to, to carrying out or to, to exploring. Um, the other big ticket item I'd say in this plan I've, I've actually already said it, is that the biodiversity is the bedrock on which this plan is built, that biodiversity is going to be considered for, first and foremost when any development happens and I'd hope that that happens. And the other thing I'm excited about is green infrastructure, is um, we've got the concept map now but the idea of exploring what that looks like on the ground and what that looks like in um, in individual towns and villages and how we can link the towns and villages to the wider countryside in terms of protecting green infrastructure. One last thing I know you said three but I have one more <laughs> sorry uh, and that is the opportunity to improve our heritage res- her- our knowledge of our heritage resource in the county. I mean we conduct surveys on a regular basis but one of the things this plan facilitates is me carrying out further survey work and then hopefully bringing that further survey work into the next county development plan Uh, this county development plan while it's very exciting it does only last for six years and there will be another one around in six years time and I guess looking of of late and the last number of years we've seen an increase kind of focus on the whole area of uh, citizen science so I guess if there are members of the public out there that are aware of things on the ground that they feel are important to be protected then then they should maybe consider uh, putting in a submission and uh, highlighting it uh, to you so it can be considered in terms of future plans and, and developments of the area. Um, apart from that, are there other reasons why people should engage in the in the whole county development plan process and consider making a submission? Uh, I suppose I would say that it's important that the plan reflects the knowledge of heritage in the county. I mean, I've what I've put in the plan is my knowledge and what I know about the county, but I'm pretty sure there are other areas that people would like to see considered. We do have an interesting policy around identifying um, historical items within a town that don't have uh, archaeological designation or don't have protected structure designation but are really important that give, uh, that in giving a character to a town. So what I mean by that are things like the milestones, I believe we've six that are left in the county, or the kickstones that are on a, uh, on a bridge as you go over the bridge, or the kickstones that you see as you go down a laneway in a, vi- in a town. These are really small, subtle things that 
you probably don't see on your everyday life, but actually on all put together contribute to the character of a town or village. So one of our one of our objectives is to start trying to map those those items and ensuring that they, they're brought then into the local area plans for protection. So I would say, Owen, if, if, if there was anything we were to do, that people were to do, was to make a submission and tell us about something we've forgotten and we will do our best to include it in the plan. That's brilliant, Bridget. Thanks ever so much for your input today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Join us next time as we delve into the area of community and cultural development. Marion Higgins, Director of Service for Economic, Community and Cultural Development, will join us to discuss how the County Development Plan will seek to support the development of sustainable communities in Kildare.